Welcome to Motivators in Motion, where the world's top talent give you a daily dose of what drives them towards excellence to give you the inspiration you need to pursue your passion. Listen in as industry professionals, elite athletes, and star-studded entertainers share their unique experiences and encourage you to take that next step toward achieving your dream. It's time to put yourself in motion with your host, Brad Delius. Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with Brian Dixon. Brian is a clarity coach for authors and entrepreneurs. His new book, Start With Your People, is a one-stop guide for maximizing the most important resource to succeed in business and in life, that being relationships. We're going to chat with Brian about his book and more in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Interactive offers have taken traditional marketing to the next level. With a technology that allows publishers to serve dedicated emails, in-email native ads, and other media channels with a cost-per-click model. Publishers remain in control of their audience by selecting inventory that will best fit their users. Interactive offers have partnered with leading publishers such as Raging Bull, Motley Fool, and The Washington Times to help marketers boost traffic, get conversions, and increase revenue through different media channels all in one hub. Their goal is to remain completely transparent and maximize ROI and revenue. Whether you're looking to get traffic or already have traffic in place, Interactive Offers can boost your profits and conversions. Visit InteractiveOffers.com to get started today. Interactive Offers. Smarter marketing, better results. That's InteractiveOffers.com. Brian, welcome to the podcast. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone what you're most excited about in your life right now. Oh, Brad, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Um, what am I most excited about? You know, I, I just got off a coaching call with this, with this client who has really struggled for about the last 18 months and she finally got some clarity. And, and, and that's what I just, I just get so jazzed and so excited when somebody's leaving their job that, you know, they're doing something that they, they don't love, but it pays the bills to finally figuring out like, what is it that just their soul becomes alive? You know, they're so excited to, to get out of bed in the morning. And, and when those moments happen, man, it just, it just keeps me so motivated to keep, to keep trying to help people. It's fascinating, and especially with your book, Start With Your People, because I think a lot of times we want to try and embark on these different adventures and missions on a solo basis. A lot of times, or maybe that's the thinking for people who don't really have a history of entrepreneurs and their family, or they haven't been around it a lot, and they think they have to do it all on their own. Uh, but in reality, it, it really takes two to tango in the sense of you need to rely on other people and then vice versa to make things happen. And uh, I, I think that's so key because it's, it's really getting comfortable with people, right? And being able to communicate with them. It's something that I think we need now more than ever because we're so just, uh, you know, we're taking so many times here, we're taking away from real life instances with communicating with people because we have social media all the time. And, and sometimes if we're on social media too much, it almost takes away from those in-person interactions with people. So if you could just start off by kind of talking about communication and getting in the right mindset of being able to communicate with people, uh, because obviously you're going to need people. It's, it's a team effort still in a sense in whatever you're trying to do. It's so, it's so true. You know, even, even with your background and in, in being in broadcast journalism and sports journalism and, and now with the podcast, like 
the the way you get that next guest, you know, the way that you get that next referral to speak at a conference or or take on a consulting client, that happens through relationships. And and often what happens is we we think that it's about meeting new people. Like it's about going to a conference and making an impression and trying to find somebody new to work with. But I've I've learned the hard way that it's not about trying to go make an impression on these brand new people. It's actually about showing up and serving the people already in your life. So for those of you that are listening right now that, you know, you dream about maybe one day leaving your job and starting your own thing, I'd say start today by serving the people that are already on your team, like that you're already working with because they are going to be your best connectors. They're going to be your best referrals and and they're going to help provide um, those open doors that you need as you go out on your own. What's your advice for people who a lot of times are a little bit shy, for lack of a better term, and they don't really know how to approach people? They're not really a people person by nature, but it's something that obviously they can sharpen those skills, they can learn, they can get better at it. What's your advice for people initially who are just hesitant to start to just really start to interact with people on more of a a relationship business-wise status? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a natural, I'm, I'm a naturally extroverted person, not, not an introverted person. So for the, for those that are more introverted, there, there are many resources. And, and I'd say one of the best things that you can do, this is for everybody. One of the best things that you can do is really understand like what makes you awesome. You know, in, in the book, I recommend four tests. So I know that sounds like a lot, but, but really understanding, you know, your personality, your strengths, your motivation and your love languages. Those are the four. When you, when you understand who you are, you can show up in, in your best way. It's kind of like when we, you know, we work with young athletes, right? And, and uh, so like I've been a, a coach and a, and a teacher for years. Yeah. And, and as a coach, I'm looking at the kids that are now on my team and thinking, what is the best position for them based on their physicality, based on their mindset, you know, right? Based, based on their skills. And in the same way, if you're, if you're somebody who, you know, says you're shy, I would actually say, well, that might be the, the negative part. That might be your kryptonite, but what's your, what's your superpower? And they're often related. So maybe, maybe you're not great at walking across a room and introducing yourself to brand new people or, you know, uh, speaking on stage is not really what you're excited about, but deeper connections with a smaller group of people. Well, that, that can be a strategic advantage when you're the only person in the room who is really good at building those small connections. And so that's what I'd say. One of the best things that you can do is really figure out what is it that makes you awesome and then find work or start work that really focuses on your zone of genius. So let's say we're able to find those people, obviously, that uh, we can build relationships with, we can maybe work with, we're effectively communicating with those people, their assets to what we're trying to do business-wise, uh, maybe in our personal lives as well, across the board, right? But how do we treat those people who make life difficult for us, Brian? And you know what I'm talking about. We all have these different <laughs> people who, and you talk about this in the book as well, really yep. the best way to deal with difficult people in your life, uh, whether that's people who are really close to you or people who or more so just acquaintances. Yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna have difficult people. You know, I I, I use the word Melvin. I like we're all gonna have Melvins in our life because there was this guy that's not his real name. I had to change it for the book. But it, man, he was such a Melvin. You know, just the way he acted, it was just hard to work with him. He was he was always sort of backstabbing me or 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 moving things around behind my back and and I just it was so frustrating to work with him. And, and the truth is we're all going to have people that we work with or that we live with. Like maybe it's a roommate, maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood 
who just drives you crazy. This actually happened a few weeks ago. Uh, the kids were going back to school and, uh, you know, we were waiting for the bus. And this one dad in the neighborhood, these are brand new section of the neighborhood. So everybody's new. It's the first, first school year for everybody in this, in this section. And he just like had a, he was in his truck and he just, he sped down the road to get his kids to the bus. And it was dangerous, like the, how fast he was going. And he got out of his, out of his truck and walked the kids to the bus. And it, all the parents were glaring at him. Like this guy, like what's wrong with him, you know? And I caught myself doing the same thing, like realizing I'm judging this guy. I'm looking at this guy. This guy and I are not going to get along. Like I already decided this guy is a jerk and I'm not going to get along with him. He didn't even apologize for being late and for driving like a maniac. And it hit me. Wait a second. There's a way to turn it around. There's a way to build a relationship with even the most difficult people. So the next morning, he was, he was late two, two times in a row, actually two times. And then the third day I'm like, if he's late again and drives again, I'm going to confront him. I'm going to be like, dude, you can't do that. That's dangerous. So the third day he wasn't late, which was awesome. And, uh, and I saw him there and instead of ignoring him, I walked right up to him, reached out my hand and I introduced myself and looked to build a bridge. You know, like, where are you from? You know, what's your name? Who are your kids? Where are you from? Like trying to build a connection. And Brad, I was only talking to him for like a minute or two before I realized, wait a second, this guy's kind of cool. Like he's a dad, just like all of us, you know, or just a parent, just like all of us, you know, he was late a couple days, but he understands, okay, now the, I've got to get, uh, I've got to get to the bus on time. And so that's why the third day he was on time and just realizing like the reason somebody's a difficult person might be because of the way that I've been treating them. You know, it might be because of my attitude or my demeanor or, or other circumstances that I'm not even aware of. So the first step is to build a bridge. And, and if this is somebody that's already in your life right now, somebody you work with, somebody in your community, somebody even in your family, to build a bridge, you probably have some burned bridges right now. So my, my favorite phrase to say is, can we clear the air? So reaching out to that person, that Melvin that I worked with years ago and say, hey, can we clear the air? Can I take you out to lunch? I think we just need to clear the air. The, to, to be the first person, right, to walk across the room and say, hey, I'd love to clear the air with you because they know the air is foggy too, right? They know that things aren't, aren't completely cool. Yeah. And, and just having that conversation saying, hey, what can we do to get on the same page? It can make a really big difference and it actually changes the way that you see that person. What's the feedback been like for some of the people who've read the book, Brian? And they basically said, you know what? Going into it, I wouldn't have thought that I would have had this big takeaway from the book as far as interacting with people. Has there been something like that that you've heard from people who read the book that they were really surprised by? Oh yeah, man, consistently. There's a few. So in researching, in researching the book, I looked at my, my bookshelf of all my business books, you know, and, and I, and I pulled down 70 of them, seven zero, 70 books. And uh, one of my team members, I had her actually go, go through these books and find some of like my, my favorite quotes from the books and things like that. And, and as I was putting, as I was getting, taking down a book at a time and flipping through the table of contents, there's one specific thing I was looking for. I was looking for a chapter on how do you deal with your kids and how do you uh, show up as a spouse with your, you know, with your wife or your significant other? And realizing these are amazing business books. Like these are some of the top selling books of all time. And not one of them had a dedicated chapter to that most important relationship in your life, which is, you know, the people you share breakfast with every day. And, and so there's two chapters in Start With Your People in my book. One is all about kids, how 
to add how to see them instead of a liability as a legacy. And and then the other chapter is on your spouse and and how to see your your wife or your you know your significant other not as your kryptonite but as your superpower. And and those two chapters consistently have had people uh, give feedback and just say, man, I. Oh, I used to think my kids were just getting in the way of my dreams. And I realized they are my dream. Like living out my dreams in front of my kids and including them in the process is really game changing. Uh, or, you know, realizing that I was shooting, like I was saying, you should all over my spouse and shooting everywhere. And, and what I realized is I've got to, I've got to bring my spouse along. I've got to say, Hey honey, you know, I've got this big, crazy dream to start a podcast and leave my job and become a full-time speaker or whatever your dream is. And you've got to dream with your spouse. And those two chapters have, have gotten really good, really good feedback. It's fascinating talking about that stuff specifically in the book, because I think a lot of times, and, and I think you nail it, whether it's the matriarch or the patriarch uh, in the family there, you know, the husband or the wife. And initially when a family gets yeah. started, uh, there's, they go through, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, the honeymoon phase. And, and that might extend yeah. into once the kids are born. But at some point, it, there gets to a point where things tend to, there needs to be somewhat of a, a reset button, right? Because things can tend to get a little stale in some cases for a variety of reasons, right? In certain families and they need something to continue to make things exciting and to keep pushing through. But really it is all about just embracing what comes next along the way, right? And and looking at things totally. in a different way, like you described just there a moment ago and in this book, looking at it more so as, okay, you're not going to be a liability, you're going to be an asset. We, we Looking at different things and, and making it uh, more so working in a, a glass half full scenario versus half empty. Yeah, we, we have a choice. You know, the, it's the old classic, uh, I learned from Jack Canfield, but I think there's other people have talked about it. It's E plus R equals O. It's event plus response equals the outcome. And listen, events are happening every day, you know, especially in sports, right? You're going to lose games. It's just what happens. That's the event. Sure. But it's our response that leads to the outcome. It's the way that we see, okay, so our spouse is going to say some words to us or our kids are going to do some dumb thing at school, like whatever it is. But that's just the event. We still get to be part of that equation. We still get to decide how we respond to that event, which leads to the ultimate outcome. Now, you're also the founder of Hope Writers, Brian. And I know this is a community of working writers. Uh, they're dedicated to the success, basically, of everybody. If you could uh, discuss a little bit of how this came to be and how people really found a lot of the success with it and how they've um, really been attached to it. Oh, man. Thanks thanks so much. Yeah, if you've ever thought about writing a book uh, getting, getting a book published or even just figuring out like, what do I post on social media? Like, how do I get my message out that serves people well and doesn't kill me? Uh, hope writers is the place for you. It's hope H O P E. So we, we give hope to people that give hope to their readers. That's really the goal. Uh, and it started four years ago and I'm actually the, one of the co-founders. So my friend, Emily, her dad, Gary, and myself, we started this membership site, uh, four years ago. And, and each and every uh, week, we invite a guest expert from, from the writing community. We've had publishers, editors, agents, best-selling authors as our guests. We also have a Facebook group. We have a, a member library. But my favorite part, Brad, are what we call our hope circles. So these are like small group masterminds. And, uh, and members will form a hope circle. They'll, they'll gather together. Usually it's online, maybe once a week or once every other week, and they'll support and they encourage each other. So we have hope circles about, 
you know, how to write a book proposal and we have hope circles on how do I become more, uh, a better speaker or, or how do I be more consistent in my blogging? We've seen our members get really great results at Hope Writers. What's one of the things that when people join this community that they're just so uh, inspired by or fascinated by? Is it, is it the fact that you have so many people coming together, obviously, and people are bouncing ideas off of one another? Is there maybe a story of someone that stands out that they've been able to find something that really just lit that spark of inspiration with their writing or their blogging? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, we invited... It was a few months ago. Um, I'm in I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and and so we we emailed all of our members in the area. We just said, hey, we want to hear your story. Like, come come tell your hope writer story. We we didn't give them any script or any prompts or anything, and we set up a camera and some lights, and we just said, just tell your story, and uh, and we captured them and and put them on our website. So you just go to hopewriters.com to to click on member stories. But a few that stand out. I mean, there was this there's this one lady who her husband died of cancer and uh and she was like really stuck and and didn't know like what's my purpose like my soulmate's gone you know like what do i do she started writing her story and then she discovered hope writers and hope writers helped her get a clear path for like how do we take these words and actually put them into a book that can help even more people you know we've had people that have dealt with really difficult issues losing a job you know, loss of a child, cancer diagnosis, like some major things, find writing as, as solace and as a, as a way to kind of process those things. But we've, we've also had people that have taken their skill, like for example, maybe they, they coach or they, or they lead an organization or they're really good at motivating their team. And how do you take that skill that you have and then share it in a way that will inspire and encourage other people? So basically how do you grow a business from your writing so um, we've seen many, many of our members, we have over 3,000 members that are part of Hope Writers. We've, we've seen them go on to you know, make really significant income from their writing, uh, grow their following, get book deals. It's, it's been pretty inspiring to be part of. Doubling down on what you're good at to become very good at, I think is is really interesting because I think back in the day it was more so, you know, let's let's try and learn so many different things and which is good. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, but there is something unique, isn't it, to being able to yeah, and we might have touched on this earlier as well, but to talk more in depth mm-hmm. about it, to hone in and double down on what you're good at to become really, really good at it. Oh, that's that's everything. Like my wife Julie and I were actually talking about that this morning. Like the idea that um, that we we were just taught in education, we, you got to go towards the middle. You know, you don't want to be too extreme either way. You don't want to be bad at something, so you've got to fix your weaknesses. But whatever you're really good at, you know, don't don't go all in. Like let's let's make sure you get a safe career, right? And and so everybody takes the same classes, gets the same transcript, so they can go to a college. And and that model is just so dead. Like it died years ago the best thing you can do is be excellent at one thing and go all in on that one thing because it's 2019. Like the internet is all about niches. It's all about being Seth Godin, uh, you know, famous marketing guy. He would say uh, it's about being weird. Like be, be how weird can you be? Like how niche can you be? And so you look at anybody who's doing really well, they are weird. Like they're, they're weird to everyone except for their people. You know, my life is kind of weird. The fact that I work from home, I'm a really engaged dad and I run a membership community for writers. Like that would, that's weird that nobody does, nobody did that 30 years ago. You know, it's pretty weird that that's the thing that I do. You starting a podcast, 
a motivating podcast, which you're doing for free and giving to people for free. That's kind of weird, you know? And I'd say like, you've got to pursue your weird. Like you've got to pursue the one thing that makes you different from the other hundred people. And that's really your sweet spot. And that's where you can get paid the most, but you can also make the biggest impact. The book is called Start With Your People. Brian, I don't think there's any question about it, man. You're definitely a motivator in motion with the things that you're doing with this and also being the co-founder of your writing community as well, Hope Writers. Uh, I love it. It's, it's awesome stuff. People inspiring people. It never gets old in that sense. And you know, for people who want to check out the book, Brian, and for people who maybe uh, want to follow you for the first time, where's the best places for them to go? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you want to learn more about the, the writing part, which I love talking about, we, we have a quiz and the quiz will, will let you know where are you in the writing journey? Because there's actually six stages to the writing journey. Uh, so you just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz to take that quiz, a 30 second quiz, and it'll even give you a, uh, some helpful tips on how to move forward once you know your stages. And then to connect with me, my favorite thing to do is get you, get you to come say hello on Instagram. So I'm Brian J. Dixon on Instagram. You can follow me there and uh, send me a personal message. Let me know that you heard me uh, on the show. And uh, what what specifically are you going to do as a result of the conversation today? I love it. Awesome stuff. Brian, we appreciate the time. And thank you for motivating us a little bit here today on Motivators in Motion. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Interactive offers have taken traditional marketing to the next level. With a technology that allows publishers to serve dedicated emails, in-email native ads, and other media channels with a cost-per-click model. Publishers remain in control of their audience by selecting inventory that will best fit their users. Interactive offers have partnered with leading publishers such as Raging Bull, Motley Fool, and The Washington Times to help marketers boost traffic, get conversions, and increase revenue through different media channels all in one hub. Their goal is to remain completely transparent and maximize ROI and revenue. Whether you're looking to get traffic or already have traffic in place, Interactive Offers can boost your profits and conversions. Visit InteractiveOffers.com to get started today. Interactive Offers. Smarter marketing, better results. That's InteractiveOffers.com. That's all for this episode of Motivators in Motion. For more information to keep you motivated between episodes, be sure to visit motivatorsinmotion.com to sign up for our newsletter and receive daily inspirational tips, strategies, and resources. That's available exclusively on motivatorsinmotion.com.